to our life in pixels. This is a yeah, very you. organized and uh, fantastic start to the. Right, we're always on time, and we're always and everything's always properly set up. You but know, we, we no. were on time. The on time thing isn't the problem. I just think it's funny that like that like we start the stream, and the first thing that anybody heard on my end is "God damn." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like consistency. That's what we have. Consistency of always being fucked up. Always. Yes. Every time. 100%. You can always expect that from us. It's it's almost like a surprise. It's like Christmas every time, every Friday at 10 o'clock yeah. Central. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tim, what have you been playing? Have you been playing? Uh, today I started a fresh playthrough of Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Some other old ass game. Like, from 1997? Let me me guess. Let me guess. You still haven't played Genshin. No. (laughs) I think we can Let me guess. You still ain't wrote that review for Genshin. I have not. I have not. And you want to know why, though? You want to know part of the reason why? Because there's still some of the systems in the game that I don't fully understand. Because I actually haven't played Genshin this week. I Mm. actually... uh, First, I was playing... Oh God, I'm drawing a blank. It must not have been that memorable. You know, what the that fuck? Game. What the hell was I good. playing that game earlier, that I don't earlier care this about week? At all, or... Earlier this it's week, I was playing game. something. It wasn't a Game Pass game. It was something else. What the fuck was it? Steam. Honestly, you say show it wasn't me, a game show pass me your game, magic. It was probably a Game Pass game. No, it for real, it wasn't. It was. Um, I'm waiting for Steam to show me what the fuck I've been playing. Code Vein. That's what it was. Oh. So oh, I I yeah. picked up Code Vein before. Um, while it was still on sale, I picked up Code Vein and what was that other sci-fi one? Tim, I was just asking you the same question the other day. Um, sci-fi Dark Souls, yeah, yeah. What is that one called? It's it's, it's like it, no, yeah. no, not that one. Um, hmm. Not Dark Souls like, with robots. I think there is still the robots. other Dark Souls with robots. Yeah, uh, I don't but know. it's it's it's, it's more like. Automata? No, no, I've had that for a long time. I've actually never played it, and I don't know why, because it's like everybody loves it. Oh, God, what was it? Oh, man. I w- you know what they need? You know what they need in these filters? I'm trying filters? to think of all of the Dark Souls hmm. games that aren't Dark oh, Souls. Oh, hey, they do. They do enter. You can put in. This is due. You, well, you can search your own uh, library for certain things, and I just searched my library for Souls-like like the genre, yeah. I like this. It's uh, yeah, Hellpoint. Dude. Hellpoint is what I was thinking Hellpoint. of. Hellpoint. Oh yeah, yeah. I seen okay. a little bit about that one. So they were on the sale fuck? for Halloween. Um, I can't hear you guys. What did you do? You can't hear us. What did you do? Why'd you break it? Damn. I don't. I should. I, now I can hear you. I don't know what just happened. It switched audio sources, <laughs> and like it did it in uh, OBS too. Weird. Yeah, auto detect weird. kicks in real hard. Right. Uh, well, it didn't tell me it switched audio sources. Windows is mad at you. It wasn't Fat like the... Dis- Discord wasn't like we've detected a new audio source. Do you want to switch? Like it always fucking does. You, you it just know what like it was. You know what huh. it was. It was a ghost. It was a ghost from Phasmophobia that killed you last week. It's ghost switching, you, switching your audio it's sources. A ghost in the, the yep. shell. So, but I did play some Code Vein. Code Vein is fun when it's when they say anime Dark Souls, they are not lying. I um, told you. Creation. I told yeah. my stream. Cody would love this. Yeah, That's I actually true. do enjoy yeah. it. I do like it. 
Um, but like with all Souls games, I get bored really fast for some reason. Mm. Like I, I, I like it. Then but you then just go back to like, one base and you go look at the anime titties by going to the the uh, all the, the hot girls tub area. All the girls. It's just <laughs> like I that you know what? So I had a buddy of mine who actually played that at work. One of my uh, contractors. Did that you I have with. to cue them? Were they playing it at work, or they just your buddy yes, at work no. and you were playing it? No, no, no. So, so when I used to work nights, um, there is a gap in time where the contractors technically aren't on shift. So this mm. dude, no joke, would bring in his bring in a TV and a PS4 and hook that shit up and play it in the dining room. Who does he? And think he was playing. He was playing Code Vein, and so he like showed it to me a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, that was cool." But at the time, I was just like, "It's not something I want to spend sixty dollars on." But now I've played yeah. it. But like I think the Onsen, I think is what it's called, is a add-on that came later because it wasn't in the game at the time when he showed me. Because I'm pretty sure he would have showed me that. He would be like, dude, 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 look at this. And oh, is I, that the, like, the bath with the yeah, girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's with everybody. It's not just the girls. Every oh, yeah. all all the playable or all your side characters can be in there. Um, right. But you know, I having fun with that. But actually, what I ended up getting back to because I realized I've been buying the expansions for it without totally realizing they were expansions i don't know but spellforce 3 yeah i know it's dumb <laughs> but i definitely like bought the new spellforce 3 the expansion DLC, but i didn't know i did it <laughs> well i think you. i think my thought process was oh Sneaky. this is a new game because spellforce in my head was spellforce 2 not spellforce 3 so i saw mm. spellforce 3 and i was like oh it's a new game but it wasn't. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I don't know. But then I got <laughs> I, I so I downloaded the new DLC or expansion, right? And I realized I was like, this isn't the original story. Where's the original story? And I ended up backtracking through these two DLCs all the way back to normal Spellforce 3 and going, Oh, oh my god. <laughs> this is this is the original campaign that I still need to finish. So I got back into that uh today. Actually, I played it for like four hours today, <laughs> and I was like, "Why did I ever stop playing this?" Like, I can't remember why I dropped it because it's definitely because a different game came out and you went, Arr! "No, hey, I don't hey, even." Hey. I, you know what I think it was? I think it was because I got deployed. Um, it was it was possibly. in that time frame. It was in that time frame when I was playing it last year. So, um, I think that's why I ended up dropping off of it. But it, it literally is. I really enjoy Spellforce because it literally is. Um, Imagine work like it's it's an advanced it's it's Warcraft but better. Yeah, it's like the genre advancement of Warcraft three, right? Where mm -hmm. they took the idea of kind of your League of Legend MOBA heroes, right? You have that because you run around, you create a character, and you run around as this character with your party, like a Baldur's esque type game. Mm -hmm. Um, but then there's sections of it where you, it's literally Warcraft three, where you build up bases and you get resources and you build an army and you go fuck shit up and that portion too that when you build up the base is multiplayer so i used to play with my cousin oh he'd jump in right and he would build the base and i'd run around with the heroes and he'd build my army and whatnot and i would basically <laughs> do what you do in a moba and i'd go kill mobs and level up my guys and then go and then so then later on he'd be like all right i got the army bro let's get it and you know what i mean and then we both go <laughs> do what we were doing it was it, it's it's they do a lot of good things in that game the voice acting isn't super great like it's it sounds like a bunch of fiverr voice actors sometimes but I mean, there's enough in the game that you can really forgive it. But yeah, I jumped back into that, and I was, I've was i been kind of excited about it. I was just like, this is good shit. Good well, shit. While I wait for actual Baldur's Gate to not crash on me, because I bought that too. It's, the week. Yeah. it's a new Crash. month, so I got like a bunch of shit. I might. He's like, I got 12 games. Bundle. Yep. 
but Justin, what have you been playing? Uh, due process. I put about five hours into it. Got uh three of my friends to also uh, join me. So we jumped in as like a four stack with the one random player, and uh, the game's really fun, man. It uh, it's blowing Rainbow Six away for me right now, in just the amount of enjoyment that I have and the lack of stress I feel when I play it compared <laughs> to Rainbow Six. Because every game of Rainbow Six, it's like you get loaded in the match and you're like, all right, who is going to make me feel bad immediately? Who is going to start screeching on the microphone? The twelve year old. I'll just play a different game where that yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. Does it feel um, liberating? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it feels great, man. Damn. It's very nice. It's fun playing a game that's, you know, it's early access still. Uh, they they just did a code refactor like a couple weeks before the launch that they did on Steam here. So there are some features that they had in that sound really cool that I'm looking forward to them adding back in, like uh, shopping carts, riding around in shopping carts on the uh, grocery store level. It's going to be okay, sick. Okay, okay, okay. I see you. Um, Little teaser Shane for Shane also later. team killed me, so that was hype. Little teaser for later. Amazon might have something to help with a Rainbow Six enjoyment then. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, um, Shane, me- Shane messaged me while you guys were playing that. He was like, how you doing, man? I was like, I'm good. How are you? He- and all he said was, busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, was like, I-, I was like, does he mean he's too busy to talk to me right now? Or does he mean he's just busy in life? Just busy in life. Both. I don't know, but yeah. He will not be busy if you have that game, because man, he, he just wants to play that game all the time. I don't look. I don't. I don't really. I got, blame I got him. paid today, so I can probably pick it up. Hey, um, pick it up. Give Cody a copy. Yeah, give me a copy because my wife keeps yelling at me about all the fucking games that be bought. She's like, she told me the other day. She's like, it's the fifth. You've already spent double digit dollars on video games. Double digit, like, <laughs> double digit, double yeah. digit. All right, that's a low bar. That's a low bar. That's like well, the that's problem like is, is I, I, I spent a hundred dollars. Okay, that's triple digits. Game. La- last month, you said last double. Month. Ooh, sure. Last month I spent double or triple digits. And then the other thing is, is like the Xbox pre-order finally came out of the account too. So she's like, uh, yeah. she's like, <laughs> knock it the fuck off, especially because you want to buy it. And so, so I've come around on Assassin's Creed, right? Because it's the only game that I'm going to be able to buy on my Xbox launch that I will be getting next week and that can actually take advantage of the features. So this, you know, what's funny about this is actually reminds me a lot of when I got my Xbox one, uh, Hmm. because I bought Assassin's Creed, the Egypt one, because it was one of the few games that could take origins. Yes. It was the only game that could really take advantage of the 4k at the time. I had a 4k TV. I had the console, but there was no games that were optimized for that yet. So I like I ended up buying that Assassin's Creed with it too and I was like is this this has to be a multiplayer <laughs> Like this has they're, they're this is lined up that new tech. Right, it's lining up twice in a row like this they're doing mm. this on purpose all the time. Ubisoft. Because I I definitely wasn't planning on buying the new Assassin's Creed. Wasn't I haven't seen other than you can Despite get, it being a Viking game. I'm right. definitely buying it. Like I'm no, uh, I wasn't no question for me. I wasn't planning on picking it up at full price. Day one. Yeah. Right. It was one of those things like I'll get it at half price because I had this thought process the other day. I was playing I was trying to get th- through the rest of Ghost of Tsushima, right? So I was playing some of that. Mm-hmm. And I was doing something like the village liberation. I was thinking to myself, I was yeah. like, I'm planning on buying Assassin's Creed and this I know for a fact this is in it. And I'm not enjoying this right now. So am I gonna enjoy it in Assassin's Creed? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I will for a little while, right? 
but it's just yeah. like, is this, and this is way off script, but is that becoming like too common on games? What? And like those, in the open world games, it's just like clear the village. Go liberate. Right. Go yeah. liberate. And then, oh, you'll open up some of the map. Like it, I don't feel, God, I, I feel like I've punched my mic three weeks in a row. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like. Yeah. It's kind of a a done mechanic, you know. There's it's been no exciting. there's been no innovation on that mechanic since yeah. like Far Cry Three. Yeah, it was a game that I really remember doing that in. Yeah, and it's like some games, it fits better than others. Like Ghost of Tsushima, uh, your island subjugated subjugated right. by Mongols. So right. like, yeah, it fits. Right. But the mechanic is bland. Right. Don't get me wrong. Ghost of Tsushima is still a super fucking good game. It will probably, it should probably win game. I don't honestly. Cyberpunk's uh, yeah, gonna come think, out, but I think a lot of people are gonna pick Ghost of Tsushima for like a lot of like the big, um, outlets are gonna pick Ghost of Tsushima as game of the year. Well, it's got uh, Cyberpunk won't, won't come out in time for game of the year. Well, December. Yeah, but it time. But no, you, it's, yeah. it won't have it. Just, won't have it. It won't it, make it, the impact that Ghost. No, of but what has. I'm saying, what I'm saying is. It be because of when it's releasing most game of the year awards, it will not qualify for because it's coming out in December. Most of the time, there's a cutoff, and it's like the first week of December, and they're coming out on the tenth, so they right. they will miss. So they can so, do all their so so it's the auto shows. it's the auto win for 2021. Is that what we're saying right now? Uh, <laughs> I think so. I think I think Tsushima will be, but it's there are. I mean, no, no, no Cyberpunk for 2021. Oh, for next year. <laughs> Maybe it's gonna be a lot to contend with. I bet. Yeah, with the, with the with the new games that'll be developed for more focused on next gen, I, I still think it probably will, but it has a good chance. Oh, it's but yeah, I, I think yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, especially now that they added in the Legends mode, right? Dude, as a free content drop, right? Oh right. My yeah, God. yeah. Like it's hard. The only only problem I have with Legends is their fucking raid system. How in the hell? We had this conversation, Justin. So yeah. you were telling me, and I didn't know this at the time, that you cannot go on a raid. Like, there's no matchmaking for it. And nope. he, and and you told me that the reasoning was so people, so players wouldn't get mad. And that I went theory, right. Me. That that was your theory. And I went says the two guys that would like to play it but can't because we don't have two other friends to play Ghost of Tsushima with. <laughs> like I it doesn't. Like it it, 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 it. You're still frustrated, right? You know what I mean. So goofy. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's it. That's... I don't want to go on an LFG and find some person and add them right. to my friends list. Right. On Discord, especially not going to want to do that on weird. PS5, where the new you guys know about the new chat system in the UI. Have we talked about that on the podcast at all? No, not on the podcast. I've heard a lot of good things about the PS5. A lot of there's good a and lot of a lot of bad. Things. There's a lot of great things about both consoles right now, and there's a ton of amazing things about PS5. I've watched a lot of reviews on it lately. Like I didn't watch IGN specifically, but I did watch a video where they were comparing the two. Um, mm -hmm. And I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw that that one today. Um, actually, right when we got back from the office, closing up. But um, right with uh with the the ps5 in specific the the chat system you can't have like a party chat that's like temporary you f open up like a permanent group chat so if you find random people you have a permanent group chat with these people and you can't remove them from it and it doesn't end it's just fucking there so yeah if you so like, imagine that would like fill up 
It'd so it's like a Discord a group? Yeah. And, like, you have to start a new group chat every time. Like, you can't, like, if somebody leaves the chat, you can't add somebody else in. You have to start a new one. That's no. the current That's the current system. So every time somebody leaves or you fill somebody in or, like, there's you're partied with someone at random and you want to have them in on the chat, you have to start a new fucking group chat with Hold those on. people. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Why does this seem like something that Nintendo would do? It this does! seems exactly yeah. like it totally <laughs> It's so like dumb. this is so it's out like, of touch. Uh, with the yeah. with the the PS5 they get so many things so right with the UI redesign and everything. Like when you watch the videos it's like, "Oh, this is awesome." And when I say this as an Xbox player and having seen what PS4's UI looks like, I went it, it looks kind of like Xbox, but it has the things that don't the, it it leaves out a lot of the shit that annoys me about the Xbox One's UI. And it looks more streamlined than the PS4's UI in a good way, because the Xbox UI is pretty pretty simple. Like it's not it's not complicated at all. Um, it it looked familiar to me in a in a very good way. I was like, oh, that's cool. But like that, how do you fuck that up? Like, how do you have a perfectly functioning party chat and then you're like, you know what? Let's fuck it up some. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, dude. One second. Tim, the our life is pixels thing still says phasmophobia on Twitch. Oh, I meant, I meant to say that like five minutes ago, and I totally forgot because you started telling me about this nonsense. What the fuck, dude? Like, yeah, <laughs> like this is a so, this is a this is a PlayStation Three slash Nintendo move, right? Because PlayStation 3's online um, capabilities weren't great, right? And it was the whole yeah. reason, and and Sony used it use their old PS3 model as a reason of why they ended up charging for online access in the PS4 era, right? They're like, yep. hey, we're going to make all these improvements by by selling this, this these yearly or monthly or whatever. How yep. the fuck do you do that? Because that literally sounds like a Discord chat, right? It sounds like you're making Discord servers for every chat ever. Yeah, yeah. Every, and and, that, and that, not, like, not like a group chat that you can remove people from, like in a, right. in a DM message. Like, no, yeah, a right. server. Yeah, like that's it's, just... It's so here, here's a different question I did want to ask. We're way off script, but this is fine because we're still talking about the next gen. Uh, what, so this bothered me. I don't feel like this is going to bother you guys, but what do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about the fact that the PS5 is not going to support 1440p? So, and just this before you, just one second before you guys say anything, it reminds me almost of Apple removing the headset jack. That's what it reminds me of. Because Tim and I have had this discussion. If you look at like the seed metrics, 60 something, 70, 80%, or I forget what it was, of people still use 1080p. It was over 90. Yeah, it was, it was a stupid, it was a stupid amount of people still use 1080p. And I, I'm a big proponent of 1440p. I think it's great for like computer monitors and stuff. Um, as we've talked about off stream when I'm telling you guys to get 1440p monitors and nobody listens to me. <laughs> but anyway. <Yep. laughs> But anyways, like I, it's just it, I don't like that. I really because I feel like a fourteen forty p is a good, it's a good step between ten eighty p and four k. It just works great for a lot of games, and I, I just find it funny that especially when you have the Xbox Series S, that's specifically for that market that they they're not competing with it at all. Literally zero. You can't I, play it at fourteen. I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was like it was ninety. It was a ninety. It was sixty five percent. You were right. 
1920 by 1080, 65%. I pulled it up real quick. It's a quick Google yeah. search. If anyone's curious, you just Google um, Steam hardware uh, survey results, um, and it'll show you the most recent the most recent batch, right? Um, yeah, currently 65% of Steam users that have taken the survey, which isn't everyone, but 65% of those who agreed to take the survey, um, 1920 by 1080 is their primary resolution. Um, so that for their main monitor, there is... It's now, this was a lot higher last time we looked, 1280 by 720 is now uh, less than 1%, 0.83%. God, jeez. Um, but 1440, 2560 by 1440 is 6.75% of the market. Hmm. And so, I'm pretty small. Yeah, and I'm probably an even small. smaller number because my, my main resolution is 3440 by 1440. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. 0.95. And like my, yeah. my primary monitor is not, not much better. It's another ultra wide, but it's 2560 by 1080. That's, that's 1%. Right. One point. So anyway, yeah, what's your, what's your feelings on that? I mean, if you look at those numbers, I don't think they matter because those aren't what people are hooking their consoles up to. Yeah, people are buying. That's true. You you buying a TV for your console? Like most most people are not buying a computer monitor for their console, and I, that's why I think um, the argument can be made that you're for the the Xbox Series S. It's not meant to be your primary box, right? You're hooking that up to your computer monitor or as a to a secondary TV in your house, which is why that one does support 1440. Cause that's the one you're going to put in your office. And then the big box is going in your living room. Like that's the intended purpose there. Um, so your Xbox series S to me is for people who want a second Xbox somewhere like in their office or for a PS five user that wants to have one as well. It's, it's not really made for to be your primary box or is your, your PS five doesn't have a tier, a slower tier version. So they they're like, well, most people are going to be putting this on a TV. You got a 1080 or you got a 4K, and there's like this is this is computer monitor stuff, right? The 10, 1920 by 1080, 65 percent. If you look at people still using 1080p televisions, I'm sure that's well over 80, um, because 4K adoption is starting to finally pick up because there's more devices they're that affordable. support it. They're affordable. Mm-hmm. There's more devices that are finally supporting it, and we've been talking about 4K for like eight years, and it's finally becoming a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's still a huge percentage of the market. You're either 4K or you're 1080. There's not going to be a lot of 1440p televisions. Yeah, and for people who are playing on a monitor, I think that you know they'll be able to just like run it at whatever resolution and downscale if they really want to. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I did when I thought about it, right? Because this, this is this is a console market, right? I did, I it did remind me of, of exactly of Apple just removing the headphone jack. Like, hey, not a lot of people are playing this on TV, so we're just not mm-hmm. even gonna, we're not even fucking bother to like worry about it. Which I don't know how big of a hassle it is, because obviously the removal of the headphone jack in the phone, part of the reason they did that was so that they could fit more, like they they could use that space for other things, right? No, I part of the reason uh, they could do that is so that you couldn't go to Walmart and buy a cheap ass pair of earbuds. If you're well, that too. If your well, Apple ear pods break, but, you gotta buy. You, you saw, gotta buy the Apple s- ones that have the same fucking jack as the charger because they're assholes. Good luck yeah, charging like, your I'm phone a, if you're listening to music. I, I I'm I'm totally with you there because I agree with that too. But when you saw the entire phone market that follows suit, I think that there was everybody went, oh, I can use this space in these smaller phones. 
with a head for a headphone jack. See, you have a headphone jack. I don't. I don't have a headphone jack anymore because I finally upgraded. S nine. Right? It's not that so, old. Uh, I guess it's like two years. Yeah, it's, it's like riding that line of if we're going to continue to support this old stuff, it's right. going to prohibit us from advancing and putting more new tech. That's just right. like every console generation, you know? It's right. like games that are in development. Okay, well, do we start developing towards the new system? Uh, if we go for the, only the new system, we're going to piss off all these people, but it's going right. to be able to have all this stuff. Right. It's always a, a weird line to strap. Right, and I, I don't... I, I, you're probably disenfranchising less people doing this. Uh, honestly yeah you know what i mean uh, yeah I would say me so. being i because i know that i'm part of the minority with the 1440p well and like thing. honestly like, are you really gonna hook up your your ps5 to your 1440p monitor or are you gonna hook it up to your 4k tv i'm gonna hook it up to my oled for sure 100 percent. that's that's <laughs> what, yeah, I, what i have, what, that's I, what, I, what i have uh, yeah i'll what uh what uh what i've what i have debated is actually getting a series s just to hook up to my computer I have yeah. thought about that because I'm like, man, that just sounds perfect too. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I said, it's yeah. it's a secondary it's a secondary right. system. It's so it's a Game Pass box for PS5 owners that want to maybe dabble in Game Pass, but they don't want to buy a Series X. Yeah, um, right. And it's uh, for somebody who already has an Xbox or is going to get an Xbox. It's like, all right, I can put the big one on the nice TV, and then I can right. put the little one wherever the fuck I want, so I can play my games wherever I am. Um, so, um talking about more ps5 here did you guys get to see the global in-game settings that you can do on the ps5 did you guys get to read yeah i did look at that um, think? i i haven't looked at it too much okay so uh, justin what were your thoughts yeah so i mean i think it sounds cool basically you're able to go into your playstation settings and set your preferences for things like subtitles and uh, inverting your controls all that kind of junk that you usually like you start a game up and you're like oh i have to change this and this and this um so, I mean, that's going to save time. That's a nice little, like, quality of life improvement that I feel like, uh, like they mentioned in the article, it's like five years in, you boot a game up, and you're like, ah, oh, I have to do this again. That's right. I've had to do this, like, 20 right. times. Right. So, um, uh, as long as the game's supported, I think that'll be a cool feature. Yeah, the, invert, the inverted camera thing is actually, from what I understand, it's something that the 360 did, and users have wanted. I've seen, I saw a video or maybe it was a question in like a podcast for Phil Spencer where they asked like, Hey, can we get this feature back? And it just kind of, you know, you got the corporate mumbo jumbo kind of yeah. thing, but it was something that 360 did that a lot of people liked. Um, I thought that I saw, and I, I, I a camera. Forget. I don't know I, what, what. So like for fly flying, right? So if you look down, if you hit down on the oh, thumbstick, your flight you look six? up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but some people play like that all the time. Right? Yeah. And they have to go I... in and manually invert it every game. Yeah. And so you can you can go into your system settings now, and it just automatically does it for you, no matter what game you boot up. I feel because like some people play time, that all the, the time. Only time I like that is when I'm playing a, fl a flying game. I actually, right? Do, do you remember when that was the default? Yeah, no. back in the 64 days, dude. Like I, when I booted up uh, earlier today, like I said, I was playing Jedi Knight Dark Forces Two. That's a FPS came out in 1997. A little bit of a kite shooter for those are not that are not familiar with it. Kite shooter, but you can also use a lightsaber. I recommend checking it out on GOG if you if you want to. It's it doesn't look great anymore, but it's like the Star Wars sale. I think is still going on. You can get it for like three bucks, and it's a good game. Um, one of my favorite games of all time. But like. I started playing it earlier today, and the mouse. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like trying to look down to shoot a dude, and my, I, 
<laughs> my camera's yeah. going up and left and right was fine but up and down was inverted because that was the mm-hmm. default setting back in the day um i also had to there's a couple of weird things like x was jump and spacebar was interact i was like oh this is fucking me up all kinds of something like i had to go in and super weird and that was also that came out back in the days where you didn't necessarily use your mouse some some people played just keyboard so like page up and page down would look up and look down and you could um you could that's why x was jump is because they anticipated you putting your hand your right hand on the the arrow keys to move it's all kinds of fucking weird um but yeah sorry that was no i went off on a tangent ps5 global settings (laughs) and so i didn't i heard because i didn't get a chance to like fully read this i got to skim it the big thing i took was the inversion but i from what I understand in here was you can set your difficulty setting for all your games in yeah. your system. That was How? another thing they mentioned. You do so it here's at the, the system thing. level. <laughs> yeah, what what they've said is, you know, it's going to be up to the game developers to implement this as some kind of hook for the software. But uh, it's not, it hasn't been decided whether, you know, we're going to see this implemented with every game or not. I just think that's interesting because, like, for myself... Most of my games that I buy, I put on the hardest difficulty, right? Most. Mm-hmm. It really depends. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, probably not. That's like a fucking 150-hour oh, game as is. Will, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just like I like some of it, knowing that I don't have as much time to play games as I used to, some games I'll just put on normal. But if it's a, let's say it's a top-down RPG or something like that, you know what I mean, that I know is like a 60-hour type deal then I'll put it on the hardest difficulty. Like, other side, right? That's not a forever thing, right? You know, that's 60, 70 hours of content, probably. Um, I'll put that on the hardest difficulty or something like that. Or Graveyard Keeper or something like that. Assassin's, something that, like, Cyberpunk? I'm probably not, you know what I mean? See, that's so backwards for me, because for me, I'm like, Graveyard Keeper, that's a game I'm going to play if I'm just trying to chill a little bit. I'm probably going to leave that on normal uh cyberpunk i'm jacking that motherfucker way up because i'm gonna put 300 hours in that bitch and i want to enjoy every minute of it the only way i'll probably put cyberpunk on the hardest difficulty is if there's an achievement for it if there's an achievement for beating the game on the hardest difficulty then i'll do it but if there's Mm -hmm. not i'm not fucking what there's no point uh, like there's really no point other than masochism i go back to fallout 4 (laughs) and i remember opening it up the first time and my my immediate thing was Nope, straight to survivalist, even though that was before. And now, yeah. ultimately, I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before. I know you guys probably have heard this story. Cody definitely has heard this story. Ultimately, that bit yeah. me in the ass because when um, Fallout oh 4 God, released, the survival the survival stuff wasn't in yet, but um, yeah. the survivalist difficulty was, and they always intended to add in like the eating and ammo weight and all of that shit, but it wasn't in for a while. And so like I had not played for like maybe a month or something like that and i'm at work and i fire it up and all of a sudden um my character's moving super slow and all of a sudden i'm taking incremental damage i'm like what the fuck and i check my inventory and i weighed something like four thousand pounds because i was carrying every single round for every single weapon i had because all of a sudden weighted ammo was in the game and so i had to walk across the map all the fuck way across the map carrying all my mini nukes and all my missiles and all of my fusion cells. You can't just leave them there. No! That shit's expensive! <laughs> so, oof yeah. 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 Yep. So, there's a difference for me, though. Sorry. Survival, mo- survival mode and, like, the hardest difficulty are different for me. 
because generally yeah. there's an achievement for playing the game on survival mode than there is so like other outer worlds right tim was like don't play this on supernova I said fuck it I definitely played that shit on supernova i played had a great supernova. time too yeah yeah i had like, a great time too. i just first half right i the, I, I remember you saying that it's just like until you kind of like level up your characters so this is like a bitch right yeah. hmm. but i got to the point i was bashing people in the head with a hammer and healing myself with it you know what i mean like it was just like <laughs> i was just like oh this is cool just chilling you know what i mean final boss wasn't shit it was just kind of like whatever you know? he really wasn't it is super yeah. disappointing because if you play it if you play outer worlds even at 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 supernova difficulty start to finish your character will wind up around level 35 by the end of the right. game and when right. you get there yeah, the, the final boss is like it took me like uh, two tries. I was like, no, I didn't even die. I, like I did the first time. And I was like, oh, okay, but I learned his pattern, and then I, I was like, okay, right. he did. Yeah. So all I did is I kept going around, like behind those big pillar type things, mm -hmm. and his little minions would come around the corner. I could one shot them with a the hammer, and it healed me. So then, like, I'd heal myself with his minions, and then he'd come, and then I'd hit him a couple times and run away, and just I just repeated that until uh, until he died it wasn't i was like whatever like <laughs> it, was, it was a little anticlimactic but hey it is what it is um but yeah i just i find it i i do like this so and the other thing that the ps5 has been getting a lot of love about and that's actually i think the reason why people are excited is the controller i have heard so many good things about this fucking controller ign mm -hmm. put in their review that the controller was the haymaker they didn't see coming Right, and they're just like this thing is right. fucking awesome. They're talking about the haptic feedback and everything, and the mm -hmm. the reviewer even said he was like, he said that this makes me want to get a PS5 and only play the games that support it, the support the like the controller feedback and stuff like that that really take it take it to heart kind of thing, and not play any of the games that don't. And I was like, yeah. wow, like that's that's really big for a controller because normally like a lot of this stuff they come out with. Is this a bunch of fucking bells and whistles hoopla that never gets no. utilized? You yeah. know, like the touchpad for the Switch. PS4. Right, right. But the touchpad for the PS4, really cool. It was implemented in Killzone. Ghost of Tsushima implemented it in a cool way, but there was a lot of games yeah. that just totally ignored it. And it was just a gigantic fucking start button. Right? Yeah, you know waste. what I mean? So, yeah, it was a waste because I thought it, it was cool. If you are subscribed to Skillup on Twitter, he did a video reviewing the PS5 controller specifically at mm. the PS5 headquarters mm. and uh, in Australia, and I would actually recommend you watch that because it's, one, it's kind of funny because he's there with his with his buddy from Layman Gaming, and two, he just nerds out about the controller the whole time because the the haptic feedback is like the adaptive triggers and the fact that it'll rumble from left to right as things are happening on the screen, it'll move across the controller. So it's, it's not, like, so like 7.1 surround sound. Yeah. But like, it's, <laughs> it's your, it's the vibration. It's like, and it's the HD rumble and it'll, it'll yeah. rumble in ways that are different. It's not always the same buzz. Like if Xbox one controllers are, I mean, the feedback's fine. The buzz in it is fine. It's better than the Xbox 360, PS3 generate, or PS3 didn't even have Rumble when it first came out. I forgot about that. Um, whereas yeah. the 360 did. Um, but like, it's it's okay. And I guess the Xbox Series controllers are kind of the same. Like, it's a little better than this, but it's not. It's not like the the PS5. It's not haptic like that. And that's. The, I hope they have an answer for that. The the big the big thing for Xbox with the Elite controllers. 
those fucking paddles are game changing. I a hundred percent being able to map those paddles and giving you that. Uh, I you know this is customi- this isn't an elite. This is a PDP controller, but a lot of the PDP wired controllers you can get. And by the way, if you're not familiar with PDP, it's what Afterglow has renamed themselves to. They're not all oh, about uh, the the glowing clear shit anymore. Yeah, yeah, the clear one. Uh, yeah. They still do make some Afterglow stuff, but now it's just PDP. This has paddles like that too, right here. Right yeah. Here. Four-way paddles that you can map. Very nice. Um, right. So the paddles for me paddles has been, yeah, the paddles for me has been game-changing and being able to it's map those cool. and stuff. When I used to play the mm-hmm. division, uh, like on my computer and stuff, I mapped those. It w- it was night like the amount of stuff I could do. It's just night and day. It's so much. I love being able to hit a paddle and switch a weapon. It's like it's one of my a favorite macro things. key on your controller. It really yeah. is, but it, yeah, it just so uh, normally what I honestly what I what I put in my paddles is my D pad, right? So I'll put all my D pad functions onto the paddles, and it's just it it is totally game changing for me. Always has been, which is the reason why what do you I use dr- your D pad for. It? So normally, so like in the division, you would use it for like healing and stuff, right? Like your healing was on there and stuff like that, um, and taking your thumb off the movement, right? Oh, and then having right. to like go down to the D pad, like you're stopping. And I played, I played the division a lot by myself, so I would be like doing some harder stuff that was kind of like out of the realm of that I should be doing by myself. And I just challenged myself, having a good time with it. But yeah, man, like it was just one of those things. You could also put, I also put my skills on there, so I'm not having to take my fingers off my left and right trigger. I could use my middle fingers to hit the uh, higher paddles, and I could use my different skills and stuff like that. Like it was just, yeah, it was just a good time. I love those fucking things. So that's kind of interesting because I'm thinking about like PC gaming. You have like three fingers that are locked on WAS in right. most games. Right. So you have like you could do two other things wherever you can reach your thumb and pinky. It's right. almost uh, and, limiting in comparison. Right. So like my cousin has some stupid long ass fucking fingers. Right. I do not. <laughs> I have stubby fingers. Right. So being able to use this. Right. And t- and the other f- part of this is if I'm not using them for whatever, you just take them off. They just oh, no. come off, right? And so, and they're magnets. So well, even I if you use, I think I said this one has four. This one has two, and it's really a wheel, not a paddle like that. But it's like the right, same no. idea. This one has no, two. You this... can go this way, this way, this way, this way. The that one, uh, the elite controller. Yeah, it has four paddles. That it's like the same thing, left and right. But like, there's eight different fucking bindings you can put on that. Well, and it's the other cool thing, is, the other thing, the other thing with these controllers, right? So like, this is the original elite, right? You would have same thing. <laughs> I yeah. I bought so my actually one of my airmen bought this one, right? Mm-hmm. You can see this trying to connect to my computer right now. Um one of my airmen bought this one and I used it and having used this for a long time, this is what I used to play the division. I use this mm-hmm. one and I actually do prefer this, but I've had more issues with this one than I did this one. Because one of the oh. downsides to these controllers in general is that Xbox puts out a lot of shitty ones. You know what I mean? That have issues like my right trigger sticks on my new newer one. This thing was one hundred eighty dollars. Like build quality. Yeah, the build quality overall is worse. But so, um, and I don't know if it's because they have the extra things in there. Like I have no idea. But anyways, I play. I use this on my computer. Um, there's three pro- profiles on this thing that you can switch through with this button in the middle, where the share button is going to be on the Xbox Series X. You just boop, hmm. boop, and you're switching profiles. Technically, there's four because there's a note profile. Right. So I'm I'm always on one because that's generally what I use. This only had a little switch in the middle there, right? That mm-hmm. you can switch in between. So, um, so yeah, like there's just a lot of good things that this controller does that these controllers do, these elite controllers do 
compared to the base models. Um, but it sounds like the PlayStation actually like leveled up their controller, yeah. having not used one. And mm-hmm. the Xbox kind of stayed with their known formula, right? Um, right. Which I don't really blame them. But hopefully this pushes innovation for Microsoft, right? Where they already have a good product, like a really good product. I, I like the PS4 controller. Definitely like the Xbox One controller better, especially their Elite series and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's a reason that Xbox controllers get copied on every system. Right. And right. like you don't have look a, at the pro controller. Yeah, you don't really have a PlayStation you know I mean? you controller. Mean, you don't see something like this on every right. console. Right, these weird round. Yeah, right. like Xbox did a really good job, but I hope that it forces them. I hope that it forces Microsoft to really like look at what PlayStation did and be like, okay, they made some actual technological improvements in their controller. We need to now match that because this is going to make this product better. Right, it's just going to make mm-hmm. this product overall better. So. I am really happy about it. I'm really happy that we're seeing some actual improvement in a controller when we really haven't seen one. You know what I mean? Um, Tim still prefers outside the of Nintendo. Six. Yeah, not really. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's still. I still gotta say, like for casual gaming, those are definitely my favorite controllers. The goddamn Joy Cons. <laughs> I can't yeah, it, get over. It, it, I I kind of want to buy a razor a razor jungle cat, even though I have my Kishi for my phone. So a razor razor jungle cat is essentially Joy Cons. For the, it comes with a phone case that you put over your phone and they slide into place so your phone becomes a switch. But you can also use them Bluetooth with your controller and it's fucking Joy Cons. That's all That's it is. Slick. I um, love Joy Cons. Like I Jungle really Cat's do. a pretty cool controller uh, that I kind of still want to get my hands on to to try it out with like Steam Link and stuff. But right, yeah, I've uh, I've hooked up my Joy Cons to my computer, but when I tried it maybe like a year ago. They each connect as an individual controller, and I couldn't find a way to make them work paired. That's lame. It's probably probably mm-hmm. they'd probably have to make an actual program. Like somebody'd have to make a third party program for it. To... I bet there mm-hmm. is one. Probably is there. Now. Probably is by now. So yeah. I just so I just wanted to give the PlayStation Five some love, right? Because we shit yeah. on Sony a lot on this podcast. Before, before we <laughs> before we shit on it again in a second here. <laughs> Huh? Well, I don't. I wasn't planning on shitting on it again in a second. I wasn't planning on talking about how they're not having expandable storage on launch, even, and they have only six hundred and sixty-seven oh, gigabytes. It so bothers storage. me, though. Like, <laughs> it, like, yeah, that's a misplay. It's there. It's there. All they they need to. They said that they need to verify different SSD brands for for it, and I I understand that. But why aren't you already doing that? Why Why isn't, why isn't that, that a already? thing that's already what been is? done? Like. Um, I, 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 and it's not, it's not just PS5 now, now it's Xbox as well, but like a lot of, um, like Best Buy, if you pre-order, well, not pre-order, if you want to go buy a PlayStation 5 anywhere at retailers, you can't on launch day, by the way. Um, but now Best Buy, you can't like go get an Xbox on launch day either. You have to order it online on launch day. So what you're fucking doing is you're pre-ordering it. Kind of. You'll get a delivery, so, and then, or if you're doing in-store pickup, when yours is ready, you'll get a no, notification. No, 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 nope, 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 nope. So I got my call from Best Buy to yesterday. Well, if you right. already pre-ordered, yeah. Right, but this is the way they're doing things is they're mm-hmm. you can schedule a time to pick it up, right? They're hmm. giving people the option to come in before store hours open. Oh, right? that's nice. Okay, I didn't to, know to, that. To, so, right, so that's why, that's why I'm 
re- going into this. So I, they called me. They're like, hey, uh, if you want to pick this up, we're doing these on launch day. We're giving these, these out starting at six in the morning. They don't open till nine. So they're like, you can schedule mm-hmm. a time anywhere in between six and nine to come pick these up. And the reason, and they're doing that to avoid crowds and stuff, obviously. Yeah, right. Sure. And then they're like, we're also handing them out during launch day as long as you've already ordered one and you can come pick it, pick it up during normal store hours. But there is an option in there and they're calling people, they're emailing people, trying to kind of get ahead of it. Nice. So yeah, um, cool. it's, obviously, it's obviously a COVID related thing, right? Yeah. Um, as I told you guys earlier, my base, we are back to COVID measures, not all COVID measures, but uh, we mm-hmm. had a very high spike in cases on my base and stuff like that. So I'm back to five hour shifts um, and stuff like that. Cause they're trying to not keep people in the buildings as often or whatever. Um, and I, mm-hmm. we're on a Panama schedule, three on two off type thing. So, I mean, it's still COVID as much as it sucks, it's still affecting stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Which hundred thousand new cases the other day in the country. Right. Yeah. In right. one day. Right. So it's just being mindful of that it sucks. Right. Cause it gets kind of rid of the tradition of the, the long lines right. and all that stuff. And you're just like seeing yeah, people just being kind of fucking a... excited. But, there's a lot of fun there. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Well, there's also a lot of fucking crazies. Like, let's not get it twisted. Yeah, there's always a stabbing or two. Yeah. I understand that <laughs> yeah. it's definitely COVID related. Like, there's not a question as to whether or not there's any COVID factor here. But I do wonder how much of it is also supply related. And I oh, have to I, I wonder that because with, with NVIDIA and what happened with their launch and what just happened with AMD's CPU launch sold i wrote an article on that by the way uh it's sold out within five fucking minutes on newegg um yep. micro center the local micro center you know they you had it listed in stock as in store only they open at 10 a.m i was checking at 8 a.m and the 5950x was sold out jeez before they open that's so sad so yeah it's fucked up brb okay um so it's definitely covid related but i also feel like Part of it's got to be supply related. And I do feel like part of the supply problem that we're experiencing with tech this year, obviously is also covered related with yeah. factories getting shut down, but it's also in part political. It is more expensive. And this is something that I try not to talk about political shit on stream. So hang the fuck on. It's not that bad though. Um, it's the tariffs that were put into place by the U.S. government. They wanted you to think that it was going to cost China more to send stuff here. But what it costs more is it costs U.S. companies more to import things here from China. It doesn't really punish Chinese companies. It punishes American companies that are trying to sell things here, such as Best Buy, such as Micro Center, such as... Uh, you know, Newegg, who is located out, I believe they're based out of Washington or California. I can't remember which. Um, there's a lot of, of importing from, obviously, Chinese suppliers because China is where 95% of the world's electronics are made, including most of the computer parts that pe- most people are going to have in their system. Your phone, if you're listening to this on a phone, was probably made in China. There's, like, a very good chance. Um, so it's more expensive to get those products here because of that. And I think that also has a negative effect on supply and demand in the United States. Well, not demand. Obviously there's tons of demand for this yeah. stuff this year. Um, you can't you combine that with the fact that COVID has um, 
restricted people's ability to go out and do things that aren't tech related and uh yeah here we are yeah it kind of focuses people's buying habits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do we have anything else for the consoles it feels like there's not a lot of xbox news coming out right now everybody kind of knows what the xbox no. series x and s are like they are basically they laid it all out yeah they, they are basically what they've said it Sony, we're learning new things about the PlayStation like every day. It seems like there's like five or six articles that I see pop up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man. What else we got? <laughs> uh, did you want to talk about Activision's earnings at all? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we definitely should. Especially with, uh, you know, we're about, what, a week from, or exactly a week? Is it the fifth or the sixth today? I think we're exactly today a week is the from sixth. the sixth. Yeah, we're exactly one week from uh, Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Cold War coming out. So I think ooh, it'd be good to ooh, touch on that. Ooh. Good news, yeah, for Call of Duty fans. Your Warzone progression will will carry over. That's because to the new one, including it's not oh. a new Warzone. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not new. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I I, I do enjoy the fact vision. that that they're not like scrapping the old they're one. not segregating gonna, it yeah right there's gonna be a continuation be so because but here's the other thing about that the fuck's the point in buying the new one then for a lot of people like what <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah. it's almost like a catch-22 you're I, not buying call of duty like for the campaign Destiny too well they're they're so there actually are people that buy call of duty for the campaign but the way that activision has things structured right now they got you fucked either way um because warzone is that good it it honestly is it's a lot of fun for a bat for a, a free-to-play right. battle royale game it's, right yeah. they do it they do it well and um they made 1.2 billion dollars this last three months alone on microtransactions mostly through warzone that's right. so much it doesn't War- surprise me like uh, if you're curious as to my source it's me no um there's a <laughs> There's a document that leaked at the end of October, or leaked within the last few days here, um, Activision Blizzard's earnings report. Um, mm-hmm. I found it online, wrote an article about this, but they made $1.2 billion in microtransactions alone, in revenue. Um, their monthly active user base for Warzone, not for Call of Duty in general, just Warzone, is 111 million players. Right over wow. the last three months, that is their monthly active user base. So, like, yeah, they don't give a fuck a if question. you buy it because you'll play it anyway. Here's a question: mm-hmm. How does that compare to Fortnite? Ooh, that would be a fascinating comparison. Just, I'm just curious because I didn't think you wrote in the article. I got a chance to like I look didn't. at it, but I didn't. I didn't. But I think I think you need the the what needs to be done in that case is what, what how is it competing against the largest battle royale in the fucking world? You know what yeah. I mean? The same model as well. Right. Is it the biggest version? Um. Well, that's not. But here, here I do I do say that Activision is doing good things with Warzone. I think it's a good move. It's free to play. You're making an ass ton of money. Just keep mm-hmm. that good. Get, keep let the good times roll. Because I have a lot of fun, fun with Warzone too. I don't play it as much. Um, get a lot of lag. I don't know. It pisses me off. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I it's it's a ton of fun. Um, I I don't know. What what, what you find, Tim? Uh, I'm not. Hmm, 
so I'm finding like their total player base from May. The monthly active users from what I have found, this is as of August 2, 2018, so it's probably actually higher by now because of COVID and because of other things. Um, but in August 2018, Fortnite had an active user base of 78.3 million. So even if it's bigger, is it that much bigger? Especially when you consider Warzone, I would like say I said, yes. 111 million. Right, it's but probably comparable. They're probably around I, I the would, same. I would say they're not because Fortnite's on mobile or was on mobile, right? And the mobile market's the biggest market in the world. You know what I mean? So if they if they were if they had a decent mobile in even a decent mobile, uh, like player base, it's going to blow those numbers out of the water. You're you're looking at extra fifty million players probably easily. So you know what I mean? Fortnite has but they, obviously fifty million registered accounts as of May. Right. That that's registered accounts though. Those aren't all right. active. That's like, yeah. I have it's gonna a be hard to Fortnite find. account from well, right. before when it before Save the World was its own thing. Right. Right. Uh, uh, when Fortnite was supposed to be like the new Minecraft s type game. It was never really that. It was kind of wave based survival, like with building in it. And I it just I just remember seeing cool. the first trailer for it and everybody being like, "Oh, it's gonna be like a Minecraft type game." You know what I mean? I remember <laughs> yeah. that, and I and was then, just like, "Oh, now, that'd and be then, cool." And then and now yeah, it's battle people Royale. forget people forget the battle royale was just like a. Yeah, let's do this on the side for fun. And it fucking And exploded. that's what took off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think we'll ever see another Battle Royale game that is not free to play at launch with microtransactions in it to no. support it? No. Yes. Nope, nope. Nope. Will will it survive and take off? No, but we will see one. Sure. Sorry. Successful. A success. No, I don't think um, you'll see one. That's with the free to play options that are available. Hi I won't say no, I'll just say highly doubtful. The product define, would have define, to be super good. Define successful. Successful as in like mainstream or will have a niche that survives for at least two to three years? Uh, I would say mainstream. Your PUBGs, no. No. your Apex Legends. We won't. No. I don't. I, I think you will see a niche game pop up. Um, I think there are some in development that... Uh, yeah, I th- I'll just say that. I think there's there are some in development that are going to be closer to a um, hardcore militaristic take on it. I'm pretty sure of one, but I don't know. I don't have like details on it. Um, but I'd like to yeah. see, I mean, the, the hard- PS five do one where it's like, uh, do you remember um, the far cry two? You had like your weapons would degrade and they jam and shit as you're using them. Mm-hmm. Right. PS5 haptic trigger or uh, the uh, the oh, triggers just like lock up so on cool. you. Give me that, that in a be, VR. That would be cool. That would um, be cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I would like to see some of these bigger companies do? I just thought of this. Mm-hmm. Do a battle royale, but it's with all the IPs that you own, and you could be different characters. Bro, Smash Bros, but a battle royale. Right, right. That's basically <laughs> what I'm describing. Because you imagine being like being Spider Man and going up against I don't I don't oh fucking going up against Kratos. You know what I mean? In a goddamn <laughs> battle royale, like that would be it'd just be fun. Well, Imagine okay, Microsoft that's already doing it a thing because in Fortnite, then we could have like uh, Master Chief going one on right. one with a Doom, Doom guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, Doom. That'd be fascinating. And they'd have all their different weapon pickups across oh, yeah. the yep, map. Yep. That'd yep. be amazing. That would be fun. See, look, look, oh look, we come here and we we got the ideas. We need a we need a uh, trademark that or something. Yeah, yep. make sure it can't be stolen. <laughs> 
Stolen by the people who actually <laughs> own the IPs, and we can't make any right. money off of this in That's anyway. Look, you can, you can sell the idea to them. It's mm. the same thing as, like, what is it, parking uh, H, or H, H, the online web, web address, addresses? Wow. Oh, the Eng- sure, like, like fucking camping English URLs. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Spe- um, Speaking of uh, Microsoft IPs. Which one? Starfield. Oh God! I yeah, I was about to oh. go there too, but you said Microsoft IP, and I forgot for a second. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that is a Microsoft IP. That is a Microsoft IP. So Sony fans better be uh, crossing your fingers that that Phil's in a good mood that day. They won't. He won't be. Well, he Who probably knows? will be. He probably no. It's not going to happen. I don't care. I don't think so. I I, don't, I, I, I don't. think I think that well, like I think some of those titles will will release like i think elder scrolls will i don't i don't think starfield will be i think elder scrolls will because they 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 have a history of releasing elder scrolls on sony um you don't have that with starfield because it's brand fucking new none of them it's not happening none of the major titles will ever be on a on a sony console because and actually if you if you guys don't follow colt eastwood um he does youtube videos he did a fantastic breakdown of exactly why microsoft has literally no need to do that and it's from like the oh, money they don't perspective. Need to. No, they have there's, they have no incentive there, to do that. Literally zero. Okay, there's always incentive to sell more games. They don't need to because they oh they're going to. to no because of the mobile market. The I, mo it's 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 the Sony market compared in the grand scheme of things of all the all the mar- platforms that Microsoft is going to be able to sell on with this new generation. There is no incentive. Selling games for Sony is not an incentive at all. Literally zero. It, it, Cold Eastwood did a great breakdown. He has a YouTube video about it. It's amazing. And I was like, you're totally right, Colt. This is never happening. Not a date. Not not for the big IPs anyways. I think the smaller IPs, yeah, you're still going to see some cross. Just because. But never. Elder Scrolls is not happening. Starfield is definitely not happening with Starfield. Starfield was already looking at being exclusive for the PlayStation. They were trying to sell Make it. Make your bets now. I would bet $100 on that. I'm not even lying. I'm not betting money. <laughs> I would bet money that it won't happen. It'll never happen. So, but anyways, Starfield. Uh, yeah, what did they say? Uh, I mean, they didn't say much. We they s- said we're, we're, it's still going to be on the creation engine. But don't worry, we've improved the creation engine for it. What I it's, read from Pete was that it's it's... Was it Peter Todd? I think it was actually Todd. It's I think it was Todd. it's built from the ground up. It's it's not okay. But here's it's my not question. like a refreshed creation engine like Fallout Four was. It's an it's supposedly a new take on the engine. I don't know what that means. So, but yeah, and here's here's my question: Is it Creation Engine 2.0, or is it a remastered version of Creation Engine? That's what I'm saying. Like it's what 2.0. what is it? I don't I don't think it is. I I doubt it is. According otherwise, to... I think they. Otherwise, I think they'd come out and say that, and be like, "Hey, like this is Creation Engine 2.0. It's nothing like the old mm-hmm. one. It's you know what I mean. Like it from then they, they from what wouldn't I read... call it Creation Engine at that point. If they were doing right. that, they would not call it Creation. Right. So I feel like it's going to be more like Creation Engine remastered. You know yeah. what I mean? Not an actual, which will be nice, but it's not going to be like a uh, a jump, a huge jump. You know what I mean? That you would like to see for especially on a new IP. But yeah, especially a new IP that was, I think it's going to be a lot of stuff they've never done before. Cause it's like, 
correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know a lot about the game, but it's supposed to be like No Man's Sky-ish with like open world space and procedural generation. There's supposed to be a time. Right. Oh, wow. Right. So I, so like you would think that you would be like, hey, we've just loaded singular worlds on this engine. Let's just fucking make a new one. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't know. Could be wrong. I, either way, like as long as I don't, I quite frankly could give a fuck less what engine it's running on. Like most titles are still like, even if you boot up a ton of like, let's say Dark Souls, you'll get a lot of havoc in there. What people right. don't know what havoc is. It's a, it's part of a fit. It's an engine. It, it's yeah. It's an, it's an engine that like you could see if you booted up Oblivion from 2005 and you'll right. see it on Dark Souls 3 if you boot it up. It runs fine. Like, it, it, there's the engine... I don't give a fuck as long as it's functional. It's fixed, and it's not... Mm, it's less janky, because that's part of the problem with Fallout 4 is it looks fine, it plays okay, but it feels janky when you're playing. Like, it's, mm. it's okay, but it just feels like things are kind of stiff, because it's running on mm. a slightly updated version of Skyrim's engine came out in 2011 it was an xbox yeah, 360 dated. engine like as long I, as it fucking I works i don't care i think much. i think there's limitations when you're dealing with engines that are over a decade old you know what i mean like i think well, or or a decade old i think you it all comes down to that kind of stuff it all comes down to programming and it's it's different when you have so if you were making it on let's say unreal engine from 10 years ago and not Unreal Engine. What are, what are they coming up on? Four? Five? Uh, coming up on five. Coming up on five. Um, if you were still making it from way back when, yes. Right. When you own and, and have your own engine entirely, it's different because you can say, oh, yeah, we've updated it, we've refreshed it, but that could mean a complete rework, and you're just not really talking about it. You could have built it from the ground up all over again. Again, I don't think they'd be calling it the creation engine at that point if they were right. doing that, but right. it's certainly – we can't say that they're not because they're not working with somebody else's software. It's their own that right. they've developed right. themselves. So Right. Yeah. it's uh, It'll be interesting. I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. Either way, I'm going to play the fuck out of those games. Elder Scrolls Six. I hope so. I'm dead Elder Scrolls Six better not be out on the fucking creation dead engine. Already. Holy shit! It will. Uh, no, it shouldn't. Be. Elder Scrolls it, Six. It, it should. It should be their first game have, like, on a weapons. new engine. It really it, should. They're already because working it, on it. So that that's the problem. But though. they You're said they said it it's years be, away. Right. It's years so you, away, but they already have the bones in place for it. It's already playable. It's just not close. So to you're dark. you're telling me that they're going to use the same engine for two decades, basically? Because I'm telling you, well, they've already is been it the same engine? the same engine for two decades. Uh, well, if they're just constantly rewriting it, you know, I mean, I'm no programmer, so I don't know the extent to which things can change. But maybe they can just go in and rewrite enough of it that it's like a new engine. They they could, being that it's their own. That's that's kind of where I was going. It's possible. Well, I, I get that, but like you just said, Fallout 4 f- felt janky. I'm sure they made improvements to the creation engine for Fallout 4, and look what you got. Yeah. Yeah, you that's a it, point it, I'd it, like to see them talk about and comment on, because I think that's a very uh, big fear. Right. Like, the most recent game, not Doom, right, but the most recent game from the studio is Fallout 4. And it 
It oh, was we're just going to pretend 76 wasn't the disaster it was? We're going to pretend that didn't I, happen? I Look, Tim, I was, that's look, them. I, was trying, I was trying to give you some leeway. Because okay? that's trying them. To give you like, a little bit. This, this okay, ain't a, well, then that's this ain't even a worse. ZeniMax like, Online, this is a different studio situation. Like, well, Elder Scrolls Online, like, 76 right. is them. But, again, 76, same, same, same. It's like a mod. It's like playing Skyrim Online. It's the same fucking it is. game. Oh, no. It is. Except With it's weird. officially endorsed, and so it should be better. And... Well, it's actually, it's Tim says it's okay now. It I, is. I, I, I like I, it, but it also it they fucked themselves over by releasing it when they did. If they were to release what came yeah. out now, we're not having this conversation about how it's a terrible game. It's like Probably always going to be like it's pretty good. It's not great, but it's pretty good. And you love you'd have played it on Game Pass, right? <laughs> right. So people, exactly. people would have more leeway with it, right? Yeah, but okay. You're just supporting my point, and I'm just going to say that does not give me good vibes for the next games. But since we're talking about games that failed and are trying to make revivals, uh, what what did you guys think about Anthem 2.0 and what they revealed with the uh, javelin armors? Like they're trying to give the players basically more more a choice, I guess you could say, and make it like an action. Looks like, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. Do can you, guys, you still do you, run through it, the game with a level one assault rifle and it be the most powerful ga- gun in the game? Is that still a thing? I, I it's two years too late for thing. me. It's two years too late for me. I like. I, I was excited about Anthem. I was like, I'm going to play this game. And then I was like, I'm not hearing good things about this game. And then I watched people play the game and I was like, I'm not going to buy this game. And then they're like, hey, yeah. you can try it for $5. And I was like, nah, I'll just go buy a candy bar. <laughs> What candy bar are you yeah. buying for five dollars? That's at least two. That's at least two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Get some enjoyment out of that five dollars. Right. Fucker. Right. What do you what yeah. do you think, Justin? I mean, Bioware does Destiny two. Well, no thanks. I yeah. liked Bioware when they did character games. Yeah. Make, make I, when I, Dragon I, Age four comes out. I don't. I don't even know if I want to be woken Maybe. up when they come out. Yeah. Uh, I do. Yeah. I. I do want to say I still stand by the fact that of all the games that came out in that time frame, Anthem had the most fun moment to moment gameplay for me. I played mm-hmm. it because at the end, at that time, I had the EA pass. I played it for free basically because it was it was almost like the Game Pass idea. Um, sure. Oh, I just had this realization. Anthem's probably gonna be on fucking Game Pass. Holy shit. You know what pisses me off? You know what's going to be on Game Pass because it's, it's coming to EA Play? And I just fucking bought it? Jedi Fallen Order. That's going to be on Game Pass because yeah, it's going to be on should have bought it Play. three months ago when it was on sale. It's been on yeah. sale almost every month, so... It hurts. Me. I don't know. I, I'm I sure that. Why don't you return every it? Every time, dude. I did that with the Surge, too. Think I don't want to return it because, like, say... Say I love it and say they take it off of Game Pass. I own it. I can still play it. <laughs> you buy it at a discount? It's like 20% discount. What were you going to say, Justin? I was, I was just going to say, like, even today, like, I saw a bunch of games that came onto Game Pass, and I was like, damn, I'm glad I did not buy these games when I was thinking about it. Right. Because now I can play them as Game Pass. Right. I already, I already know I'm going to be thinking that about Code Vein here in about six months. Yeah. <laughs> I already know. I already know I'm going to be thinking about that about Code Vein. Wait, did Covain come out of the Xbox? Yeah, I have it for Xbox. I think so. Okay, yeah, I'm probably going to be thinking about that, about the Xbox here in about six months. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, guys, it's just uh, but yeah, EA Play, just uh, the Game Pass app app actually updated to be able to support EA Play the other day. Yep. Um, uh, so I thought it was Ooh. on there. You know, I was like, oh, is it on here? It's not on there yet, but they not updated yet. it so it's it's ready. It's ready mm. and willing. Yeah, curious to see what titles end up on it. Yeah, because they haven't said anything. Yeah, it, but they haven't said anything about what's going to be on there. But I just, I literally just had that realization that 100%, I bet you Anthem is on there. Yeah. You know? I'm not worth the download space. I'm not I mean, I don't know. Kind of I, I'll game. probably just give it a shot. Look, Tim, you convinced me to try 76. You can try some Anthem, <laughs> all right? You you told me to go back into that shithole. So, Ooh, there you, go. <laughs> you know what? I, you've got I, a, you've got you a know and you still haven't tried Genshin. You know These are both crazy? free games. Do you know what's crazy to me? What's up? It it feels like those games came out like super far apart to me. What seventy six and Anthem? It was like two months. Seventy six yeah. came out in November twenty eighteen, and Anthem came out in January twenty nineteen. Yep. Yep. Oh wow. Yep. Yep. It feels like there was a much bigger gap in there, but there wasn't. Nope. Dude, after this year, all sense of time is gone. I mean, yeah. yeah. Th- remember, Australia was on fire at the beginning of the year. People forget that. I yeah, <laughs> that was only the beginning <laughs> of the year. <laughs> yeah, I remember having that conversation with Tim in like March, and he was like, do you remember last year? I was like, Tim, that was like January and February. He was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, like no, it remember, wasn't. Remember uh, when we were all just watching The Witcher and having a good time? Right, right. That was not very long ago, Barely. but it feels like twenty years. That was that was last holiday season. Mm-hmm. Still don't understand the decision to make that not chronological chronological order, but whatever. It worked. It out. was good. It was still good. Cause I'm it, making my way through the Mandalorian. You liking it? I mean, yeah, it's it's decent. It's better than like every other Star Wars property that's come out over the past eight years. Other than maybe yeah. Fall in Order, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you watch those movies absolutely. and you look at The Mandalorian and you're like, what happened? Like, yeah. <laughs> it makes me wish 1313 got me. I know. Right. I know. I, Big vibes. Right. But yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been working my way slowly through The Mandalorian. On Sundays when I'm at work and I'm just working on some nonsense or whatever, I just turn yeah. it on. So I did, I did a it. deep dive on 1313. Did you know you were actually going to play as Boba Fett? Yeah, who I I saw a lot of reporting on Kotaku uh, came out about it, and it was really just every every new thing I learned was like this is worse. I feel worse now that I know this was going to be. Why didn't they do it? Because literally, (laughs) the big Star Wars is the most mismanaged IP of our lifetime. It's because Lucas Arts got bought by EA, or not bought by got bought by got bought bought by Disney. And they shut down Lucas Game, like they shut down Lucas Arts Game Studios, yeah. and they shut down everything they were working on, and they sold off to EA. That's why, because it was in development yeah. when that happened. <sighs> yeah, Lucas Arts had just tons of games. You know, we've talked about that with like Warhammer. They're kind of doing that now, where they just do tons of shit. Some of it's gonna be cool, some of it's gonna suck, but there's gonna be a lot out there. That's how Star Wars was back in the day, man. They just had tons of games. Some were great. Some were shit, but there was a lot to choose from. Ravensoft. Now it's exclusive to EA. Ravensoft made. Uh, does anybody else remember Ravensoft? They worked yes. on a. They worked on, I think, uh, Quake. 
as well. They did a couple of Quake games, mm-hmm. and they, I think, worked on Doom 3 with id. And they made the Jedi Outcast games. And I'm... Good game. Tim, Tim, I do have one last topic I want to talk to you about specifically Mm. um, before we sign off for the night. What what do you think about this Pokimane setting an upper limit to her channel donations? Do you know anything about that? Yeah. You're you're the most experienced Twitch streamer here. So you know. for for a small streamer, it don't fucking matter. Like for somebody like me, it it doesn't matter at all. Um, what, there's a couple of good re- there's a couple of reasons why it's really smart for her. One, chargebacks. Hold on, hold on, um, hold on, hold on. Okay. Explain this to me like I'm five because I actually don't know what this fucking means. Okay, so what <laughs> what Pokimane did? So for those who don't know, Pokimane is a huge streamer on Twitch. She is one of the top streamers. Um, she, um makes so that's her job is streaming right it's not like she's uh just does it for fun whatever and not like aoc where she just like streamed once and got like half a million fucking viewers um <laughs> yeah. like the pokimane she um makes her money mostly through ad revenue sub revenue and donations while streaming right um so what she did though is she put a limit on how much you can donate it's five dollars maximum you can't donate like sometimes streamers will get a thousand dollars from a random viewer right like that's fucking crazy um there's a couple of reasons why some bigger streamers it makes sense to limit that one is chargebacks through like paypal um so what i mean by that is somebody donates a thousand dollars and then they report it to paypal like oh no that was an illegitimate purchase um now that money comes back out of that streamer's account, and depending on how long it's been since that donation was made, that money might have been spent. But not only that, um, you as the streamer would then get charged on top of that by PayPal for them having to take the money back. So that's fucked. You want to avoid shit like that. Um, But then two, as much as Pokimane does make money through donations... She makes more through her subs and more through ad revenue than she does donations. So by putting a $5 cap, she's still going to make money from that. Uh, but it's also, it's going to cause less distractions. Like, you don't feel obligated to spend 20 minutes talking to somebody who donated you $100. Whereas if everybody's just like 5 bucks, like, it's not as big a deal. Um, yeah, no, there there are multiple reasons to do it. I like that she did it. There's a lot of sh- bigger streamers that I think could benefit from doing that. Um, then there's people that it's not going to make any fucking sense for. Like, smaller streamers, I mean, you could do it, but what's the fucking point? Like, like for me, I... That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about the uh, the chargeback issue. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people won't think about that because it's not... It's not as common now, especially that a lot of streamers use, like, Streamlabs for donations or they use... Um, other services that'll have chargeback protection, but there's hmm. some that don't, and it's a problem. Um, yeah. The the other thing that I I think like it's not something that at this point I'm gonna put on my channel because more often than not, if somebody's donating me more than five dollars, it's like, hey, I want you to buy this game specifically. Like right. uh, like Sony the, the, a couple weeks ago donated I think thirty dollars for me to buy Little Hope, which. 
I was going to stream, and then I found out that some of the music that's in Little Hope can actually get you DMCA'd. So I got to figure out whether or not I can actually stream that before I do. Um, that's part of the reason. That's not the whole reason. I was gonna play it that I was gonna play it on stream and fell asleep in Logan's bed on Halloween. That's honestly a thing <laughs> that happened. Um, but since then, I found that out, and it's like, oh, uh, question, shoot, could could you just do it as an all of YouTube plays? Possibly, but you still would be at risk for a DMCA. Right, but it's not the same issues that you run in with Twitch. No, it, it would. It, be, I'm just spitballing. But what it could be is a strike against the channel. Um, right. Mm. So you want to avoid that. Yeah, it's not as risky with YouTube, um, right. but streams aren't. <laughs> no, streams are subject to DMCA, Ben. That's actually not accurate. That's a, a one thing that a lot of live streamers actually think is that a live stream is not subject to it. As long as I delete the VOD, I'm good. Um, there's actually software out there that some of these companies have, and you don't know who owns what copyright. Um, I actually can link you to a video from a, a, a YouTuber slash streamer named Devin Nash who does a lot of research on stuff like this. He's a he's a he also works as he owns an agency for a lot of streamers and they kind of hook up people with ad deals and that kind of thing. Um, he did a, a video recently where they were talking about it, and uh, there's software out there that can, within three seconds, um, can actually pull down a live stream. It can file an automatic DMCA if you are playing content and your live stream can get pulled down. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Um, yeah, you don't want to fuck around with the music industry uh, if you can avoid it. <laughs> so that's a thing. Um, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of people that are using that software to pull down live streams, but it can happen. Um, also, fun fact: um, some of the bigger streamers that went through and deleted all of their VOD content are still getting DMCA claims from deleted VODs because they're still in Twitch's servers and those bots that the music industry is using to crawl through Stritch, or Stritch, through Twitch's uh, streams. Yeah, it's going through the servers directly, not through the website, so... Whoa. How do they have access like that? Twitch is allowing that? They have to. It's a, it's a legal thing. Like, you have to... You legally have to allow access to that. Um... If it's requested, so it's a problem. Hmm. Nope. Um. So yes and no, Ben. You can be protected in that way if it's fair use, but you still have to appeal that. So, like, if your vod gets flagged, um, and you're a uh vlogger, you're a, yeah, you're a vlogger, and you're you're you know, um, then you might be okay if it's fair use. But if you're a live streamer, a Let's Player, and you're playing copyrighted content, whether that's in a game or not, and I've actually had Fallout um, Fallout 3, some of my vaunted content that I had put on YouTube, um, YouTube flagged it as copyright. I didn't get DMCA struck for it, but I, I like, and that was that was private videos that never were public. Oh wow! Um, so yeah. There's a there's I, I a just, lot to it. Once once again, Twitch needs to, you know, ball up and fucking do like they got to do something about it. Like I the streamers in general, actually 99% of your streamers can't handle that. Like it's all it's doing is hurting their user base. That's literally mm-hmm. all it does. 
I, I still don't understand how they can't come to an agreement with somebody like Spotify or something like that. Like, hey, you can use these playlists of, you know, artist music's art, artist music and just have it be a paid thing that you can pay for as a Twitch. You can already do that. Monster Cat and there's Monster there's... Cat is fucking ass. Like, right, but there, there are. are other there are other services. Like if you if you I'm look not... it up, there are other well, no, services I know, that exist. I, I know there I know there are services, right? And I have tried Monster Cat. I tried it through uh, Streamlabs back in the day. Yeah. And uh, it's ass. All the music on there fucking blows. Right? You know what Twitch I mean? Twitch could do more. Right. Like, Twitch, like, you're the biggest... Like, all you're doing is helping out. One, it could be a way, an, a way of revenue. Twi- to, it's, right? Twitch doesn't need to do any of this shit because they, they have their music shit. Um, there is Epidemic Sound, uh, Monster Cat... Um, I, uh, so epidemic sound has thirty two thousand copyright free stream uh, copyright free tracks that you can use um but there's a subscription for it. it they don't have a deal with twitch but they have copyright free music you'll never get copyright struck if you're using epidemic sound uh as long as you're paying for a membership and then right. there's like um uh stream beats on spotify stream beats, is nice stream beats is awesome right there's a, there's just, a lot of I, I, uh, Mike Shinoda actually came out and said that his stuff that he's doing independently, since he is his own record label, you are not um, subject to DM. Well, you are subject to DMCA, but he said he's not he's not striking people for it. So like, if you're listening to like, uh, I owned all three of his Drop Frame albums that he's made live on Twitch. Like they're fucking mm-hmm. awesome. If you haven't checked that shit out, do so. Um, but... yeah, like Mike Shinoda's. It's not like his so. Post traumatic was a like classic Mike Shinoda rap album type deal. Um, the drop frame stuff—it's all just him making beats and stuff on stream. Um, he does it live. Like it, it, I would recommend catching him live up on Twitch if you can. He usually goes live around noon most days, um, noon Central Time. Like he's—it's fucking awesome. Like there's so many reasons to love Mike Shinoda, and the more the the longer he exists, the more I love that man. Um. Ben says just stream my music, no labels on my shit. Fair enough. Um, also, Ben, uh, I did see your question. I was waiting for a good moment to address it. So did that just happen over the last couple of years? I swear that people were excited about playing music on Twitch because you couldn't be touched by DMCA as long as you're live. That was just a common misperception. Um, people were like, oh, yeah, they can't do it if you're live. They they absolutely can. Um, and the, the music industry is constant. I don't know when this technology became a thing, uh, but... Yeah, man, like, it's, they're constantly looking for ways to fuck people. But, like, yeah, you're absolutely subject to it. Like, that'd be like saying if it happens on a live television broadcast, you're not subject to copyright claim. You are. Um, It just happens after the fact and behind the scenes. So, yeah. Any Frames is on Spotify. Drop Frames is on Spotify, and it is fucking dope. Some of it's a little odd, but like he's just making it all live on stream, and like it goes hard. Like there's a lot of good, like Dungeon Crawl is like one of the best ones. I love that. It's so good. It can get you muted on Twitch because like Twitch is Twitch, but like it's still good. We got anything else know. that we want to talk I mean, about? There's, uh, We're at an hour and a half. Yeah, I was I was gonna say we should probably wrap that that up. Yeah. Um. But I was just curious about your take on that because, I mean, you being, once again, the most experienced Twitch streamer here, was curious about what your take was on the whole thing. So, yeah, closing thoughts. 
Justin. <laughs> Me. Oh, exciting. <laughs> uh, I uh, I keep downloading games on Game Pass, trying them for like five minutes, and then turning them off and playing more Crusader Kings three. <laughs> God, I'm so into that game. Yeah, the game's good. It's like the more you play on a file, the more you want to keep playing. Yeah. I I got so upset though because like it auto saved, it auto save fucked me where it didn't auto save on exit one time and it set me back like hours and so I'm actually oh, no. on a previous like I'm not I'm a full character behind. That's fucking right. Oh yeah, because like, you started playing as a son or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, I'm back to the dead, and it's like, dude, it was such an epic. He had, I told Cody the story of this dude's yeah, life, and I, I can't remember exactly how it went, but like, it's crazy because cool. I had a gay dude who had like 13 kids, um, mm-hmm. I don't, and he he just had more and more kids. I swear he was actually just bi. Like, there's no way because he had, yeah, he had like four. Anyway, he lived. Yeah, he lived uh... a hell of a life. Let's put it that way. That man didn't. Didn't all the descendants? All the descendants that you ended up playing as have the same first name. Yeah, I kept getting like like the character. It kept generaling Harold, like Harold. Oh yeah, Yeah, uh, yeah. like over and over and over. And it was like, man, after your father. And it was like a character would die. Like the 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 crazy thing about it was, I would have. The heir would die, and Harold would be the next in line every single fucking time. And it was all RNG. I wasn't doing it on purpose. It just happened. Um, like my characters, heirs kept getting murdered, and then Harold would take over. It's like what the fuck, Harold the Undying. Bizarre. Is that your closing thought, Tim? Uh yeah, that's my closing thought. Is, <laughs> is Crusader it? Kings three is amazing. My I closing agree. thought is Tim needs to learn how to play more free games instead of buying them. Instead <laughs> of buying twenty-year-old games that I already yeah. owned on another platform, yeah. just because it yeah. runs better, yeah. yeah, I've literally just, done that twice in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, just bro, play some of these free games out there. For fuck's just sake, just do it. I'm asking, is, what is this? Three weeks in a row now. I'm just asking you to try. Just try. Don't, you don't, don't even have, even have to download it on your computer. You, you can download it on your phone. Like I'm, I don't, I don't play games. If I'm playing games on my phone, they're streaming through my computer or through an Xbox somewhere. You can even hook your controller somewhere. up to it, and I think it. Well, that's works. how that's how that's how the X Cloud thing works. Is it is actually a tree? What do you have any room for a tree wielding orc negotiator that automatically chooses violent diplomacy? Oh my god, <laughs> that was the best, dude. Ben played an amazing uh, negotiator orc. God. Was it all intimidation of him screaming at whoever he was talking to? No, he was a smooth talker, let me tell you. <laughs> we were all shocked. Uh, so, all right, boys. Well, if that is it, we will see you guys next week. I don't know if we're playing games, so just uh, hit the notification because there's notifications or sign up for notifications. Are, I don't are know. We, shit. Are we are we playing games right now? I don't know. We didn't we didn't talk. So let's f- let's f- let's, let's figure that out. Uh, All right. but this is the end of the podcast. So ju- for Justin's uh Justin's uh uploading for SoundCloud and things like that. So Yeah. We're going to yeah. play the outro so, real quick. Uh, ben, don't go anywhere cuz we're not going to wrap up the stream, but we are going to wrap up the podcast. So we're going to play the outro. We are. Yeah. Bye. Bye.